So hi, I'm your host, Nikesi Alexander, and this is uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about in this episode, I'm just going to give you guys a nice little background on, on me and how we ended up here, how I ended up here. Uh, so I want to say hi to first and last time listeners, because some guys might be like, this is crap, cut it off. Others um, who have been uh, uh, folks who I brought over from season one, I want to say hi and welcome back. And um, yeah, let's go. So I talked about, um, let me begin by talking about uh, why I'm doing this and and why I'm doing it in this form as in the form of a podcast. Uh, so folks who may not know, I got a lot of questions sometimes, sometimes individuals ask me, you know, what is a podcast? So I'll just say it's, it's kind of like talk radio. It's uh, just a little bit more detailed where individuals get an opportunity to kind of express themselves on different uh, themes or topics or things they like to talk about. Uh, so in this regard, um, while it came across as, okay, I'm gonna start up and I'm talking about business and I'm talking about entrepreneurship and startups and all these other areas, I started to realize that um, I'm doing a lot of self-inflection, that's what inflection here. So I'm kind of really just doing a lot of self-analysis and really um, looking at all the things that I've exposed myself to over the years and how that has kind of helped me become not only a better entrepreneur, but a better person, a better thinker, uh, being able to manage tasks, etc. So I really realized that while I'm just kind of going through the process of doing that, doing this uh, podcast for you, the listeners, I'm also realizing that it's, it's good for me as well because it allows me to really document and to think and, 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 and analyze myself in a way I never did before. Uh, even coming up with this episode here, I actually remembered things that I completely forgot about. But in hindsight, now I realize that they were pieces of the puzzle that kind of brought me to where I am today, which kind of then leads me to the second point. Um, I am in no way, shape, or fashion an expert in this subject matter at all. So let me get out of the way one time. I remember there was a, um, a gentleman who I knew from before who listened to the podcast and he saw me walking in the street um, in, in, in Independence Square in Port of Spain one time and he was like, man, look, you see, I like your podcast. And he was like, you're talking about something and you were wrong. <laughs> I was like, so part of me felt a little bad because I was like, yeah, it kind of hurt my, my ego a little bit. I was like, man, I'll just spread in falsehood. But at the same time, it's it's... I know for a fact too that I don't know everything. I always let individuals know that I have no problem letting people know that I don't know. And part of the process is learning, learning as well. And um, trust me, what you can definitely ensure that you're going to be getting in this series is me learning from my mistakes and going forward and using them as building blocks, which I think is the best way to go ahead and, and learn or to be successful in anything. I think if we don't have those struggles or challenges, it takes away from, you know, just the, the the living life, you know, if you want to call it that. You know, so again, folks, there are plenty of more individuals out there who are uh, much more uh, in-depth or have much more knowledge in some of these other subject areas. And sometimes I, mean, I will refer to them, you know, when I'm going through my process. Because like I said, I know I, I don't know everything, but I know myself and I am able to, to take... Uh, that you know that mindset of 
knowing knowing self and 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 really use that with respect to pros and cons and strengths and weaknesses and um, and not let ego take away from that so like i said how did i start up i mean i never thought that I don't consider myself an entrepreneur or born with this entrepreneur spirit. You know, individuals talk about if their entrepreneurs are born or made. Um, I think it's a bit of both. And I also think that in hindsight now, I could I could see in my life where um, where I did things that had entrepreneurial, you know, traits in it. So I'll give you an example. So I remember back, and this has to be in uh, in secondary school, and I remember this is when um, burning CDs came out. So I don't know how much of you all remember Nero and the Nero series with, with burning on computers. And I remember uh, my dad bought a computer for us. And we were downloading and ripping music off of um, like a lot of dancehall websites. And we would have these taxi drivers, these Lahokata taxi drivers, like home by us in the gallery, like waiting for CDs to burn, you know. And I remember, and if you all know, this is this is when these burners were like two X and four X. So I mean, a CD taking half an hour to burn, twenty five minutes. People don't know what's going on. People selecting tracks, and you know, we got a small business out of it. And I was like, looking back at it now, I could be, you know, okay. Clearly, there was um something, some entrepreneurial spirit there because that is something where if we took it seriously. We could have expanded on it and, and made it something. So, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, we never gave uh, any contact information on the CDs. Uh, we never did any name drops on the music either, you know, but it was kind of what we kind of got and started up. You know, so that's what that's what kind of went. And then we uh, flash forward and then I went through the process of... Um, you know, do what everybody does. You go to school, you learn a particular trade or skill. I did uh, economics, came back home, and I started to work. And I worked at the Ministry of Energy for five years, five or six years. Six years, yeah. And I think at that point, I mean, I was really focused on energy. And by energy, I mean, like, oil and gas, oil and gas hydrocarbons. Uh, more so uh, gas and the monetization of it. And it's really kind of focused on that. So at that point in time, and in between those uh, junior years, I really wasn't thinking about anything entrepreneurship, buying or selling or anything like that. But I mean, I, I always respected it. And it's one of those things where, I mean, I knew uh, kind of growing up, well, once you actually started to work, I kind of realized that if you really wanted to break cycles or generational cycles, or really wanted to get into serious levels of wealth, um, entrepreneurship was really the way to go. You know, so it's in the back of your mind, but at the same time, you're thinking, okay, if I'm able to live, you know, a fairly simple, successful life as far as being a professional in an organization, you know, that's that's well too. And I really don't have a problem with it. Uh, so we get to 2010 and I leave the Ministry of uh, Energy and I'm now working at the Ministry of uh, Labor and Small Enterprise Development. So I'm here. And I'm working in the Enterprise Development Division uh, at that point in time. Well, that's where I'm assigned to. Now, this is, I've had little to any um, appreciation for this particular sector or this particular ministry outside of what's on surface on, on like what you get on the website or what you kind of learn about other ministries. Uh, but slowly but surely, I was able to 
to get a better understanding of it and its role to really provide support to micro and small enterprises, basically for small business in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, that's the role of that particular unit and ministry on a policy and program level. So it's basically there to help people like you and me who are trying to get into business or really kind of start up, especially if you're, if you're small. So now I'm here and I'm working in this ministry and we're interfacing with hundreds of people who are existing businesses who are trying to get support from the government or people who just have ideas and, you know, they really want to know, okay, what's the stage, which ministry or agency is the best place to go to, etc. And my eyes are open because for the first time I'm actually seeing, okay, so there, there actually is a place in Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, when people go, go and, I mean, try to get support, never knew it existed. And it it gave me, it kind of renewed the interest that I had a little bit. And then it, it put me in, in a frame of mind where I, it started to bring back a lot of those feelings and ideas that I used to have, um, you know, in the past. So I'm listening to people coming in and, you know, they're talking uh, to me and I'm listening and, you know, juices start flowing and all these ideas started to pop back in my mind. But mind you, at the same time too, this wasn't like, um, like just snap my fingers and it, it happened. It, it took a while. I want to say at least a year working in a ministry too, because it, it took a while to transition from one particular sector to another sector. And then it was, it took a little bit, a longer time to really accept that, um, I don't know, this is, this is maybe where my career is going to be going. You know, it was a kind of not like a midlife crisis yet, but it's one of those things where um, you're really looking at things and wondering, okay, um, how are things going to go uh, with respect to this profession as to the previous one when I was in the Ministry of Energy and you know, it was, um, you know, gas meetings all across the globe, you know, visiting places, getting exposure, really understanding and appreciating the sector. And then, you know, that was no more. So I was like, okay, you know, how is this going to go? So, you know, there's a, there was a little bit of, of a transition that had to take place there. So I'm in this in this in this ministry now, in this unit, the Enterprise Development Division. And I was glad to really be exposed to a, a great manager who um really taught me a lot about life and a lot about entrepreneurship. His name was is Michael Gordon. And we started to talk about different ideas and just you know the opportunities and what entrepreneurship can do not only for the individuals actually starting up the business but for the, all those individuals who they would make a positive impact on from the employees to suppliers to customers i mean the entire chain diversifying the economy yada, yada, yada. and i got really really interested in this thing and then it came to the point where i was like okay you know what let me see if i could really see if i can make this work and think about these ideas that i used to have so an idea popped into my mind uh this would have been like seen about september it's like 2011 now and I thought I had an idea for um, like a type of entertainment uh, option with respect to leisure for folks in Trinidad and Tobago. It was an aquarium at that point in time. And I, I was like, okay, you know, how am I going to go ahead and do this? So I did the research and I looked at the, the companies. And I remember even sending out emails to individuals where I had all of these bright ideas because I'm being exposed to all these things. And I'm saying, wow, this could definitely work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever. And then I remember at that point I'm engaging, there was supposed to be an agency here uh, locally to provide support to meet half of the, the money needed to do the feasibility study. 
So again, this is me just, I mean, green. I don't I don't know anything outside of, I have this idea. I think it's the most perfect idea and it's definitely going to work. And I, I went about it the wrong way. When I say wrong way, with respect, it's, it's, it's validation or who I share the information with. Um, down to even the agency, I tried to engage and what the requirements needed for me to go forward. I didn't have it. I'm just sending out emails or Helter Skelter. And long story short, uh, it never went anywhere. The uh, the agency actually stopped its funding uh, for uh, the support to do the feasibility study. I think at that point in time, it was 25000 up to 25000 or 50%, with the maximum 25000 And... It happened, I got a little disappointed, and then time just flew, and the next thing you know, a year passed, forgot about it, and just kept on going. And then so when these things happened, you know, in my mind, I was like, yeah, man, this crazy idea talk you're talking about, entrepreneurship, this is not really for you. It might be good for you to, to work in a unit that is supporting these individuals, but you and these individuals now are one and the same. So, you know, just think about it, keep on working. So I'm there. But at the same time, because I'm the type of person too, I mean, I get involved. I'm, I'm really enjoying it too at the same time. And I'm, and I'm learning through, uh, through the manager about these opportunities. I, I'm like, you know what? Let me look at some of these principles we're talking about. We're looking at best practice, best practice globally. And I see opportunities and I'm like, okay, let me see if I can give it another shot. So back in, this would be late 2014 now. So from 2011, 2014, um, at that point in time, I think we still had the Ministry of Science and Technology, maybe. But the, the National Institute for Science and Technology, etc., NEHUS, <coughs> sorry, NEHUS had the Prime Minister's Awards in Scientific Ingenuity. And they had this um, fancy program where you had these two um, streams with respect to the awards that they would give out. One, if you had a, an, like, an idea or a product that you wanted to then mass produce, uh, to provide, again, support to the society and diversify the economy, etc. And the other stream was if you had an idea that you wanted to maybe see, you could get a prototype to, to then see if it had some type of commercial viability. And I had this idea in my mind, and I was like, okay, you know what? Let me work through this and let me apply to these awards to see if I get through. So it's like late 2014. And like, lo and behold, I apply. I remember they sent me back an email because the site wasn't working and they were like, they never got my submission. And I was like, what? I had to look through, do it over, resubmit. And then they came and they told me I got an email. Like I made the second round of the um, the the process for um, to be awarded for this competition. And I was, I was on me. So this, this is the first time now ever where I am getting some type of recognition for, for like an idea. And this is from, of course, outside, like, see a family or friends or people who are just telling you it's a good idea because they don't want to hurt your feelings, you know? And I couldn't believe it. I was, like, totally beside myself. But it was stage two of, of three stages or three rounds, you know? And at that stage, you needed a prototype. And this is when it got serious and it needed more than just talk without action. And again, I fell into that struggle hole. And I was like, man, I need to pull things together. I started to identify... Um, a partner to help me with respect to the tech I had to do the actual prototype and um, we couldn't make it in time to meet the deadline I even remember the folks on Nehus emailing me um, offering a little bit of an extension to see if we could do something to bring it up and we still weren't able to get it 
and I was a little bit disappointed in that, but I still think that it is a viable idea, which is why I'm actually not telling you you guys what the idea is. I think it's a really good one, but it identified a couple of things. One, that, okay, yes, maybe I have this entrepreneurial viable spirit or I'm identifying those opportunities. And two, I'm identifying another one of my weaknesses, which is um, that additional action that is required to do what needs to be done. And um, I faltered on that, faltered up from time to time. And it's like one of those things where, um, honestly, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would never have remembered that. And so in doing it now, you know, you're taking, you're taking task, you're taking accountability, you're looking at it and you're saying, yeah, boy, McKissie, boy, you really messed up there. Um, and, you know, you just hope that you're given another opportunity to do things differently. Because if that comes up, I will do things, I will do things differently with respect to my planning, definitely with respect to my planning, my implementation and, and meeting deadlines. Another important thing too is, is getting the right people together. I think that what hindered my progress was I, I was afraid to talk to people about the idea. And that was one of those things that you have to deal with as entrepreneurs. You know, if not entrepreneurs, but anybody's coming up with an idea. Let me take on the good entrepreneurs. Anybody's coming up with an idea for anything, you know, you, <clears throat> you always tell yourself, um, you know, if I tell somebody about it, it they're going to steal it. They're going to take it. And I think part of that is true. And it, but part of, the, part of it at the same time, too, is to ensure that or sometimes understand that when you come up with your idea, for the most part, somebody's come up with that idea too. You know? If not like in your country, in your community, like somewhere else around the world, somebody has come up with it. Um, but what I realized too, when you do share it with the right people, you're able to identify uh, either resources that you didn't have because most of the time you need, you need a team. And that's what I wasn't doing. Most of the times you really need a team or, or a network to really pull these things together. And I definitely had to learn that the, uh, the hard way. And... Um, you know, that's like the shit up with you guys. Definitely identify the right people sometimes to go ahead. If not to, to, to be a part of it, they can identify individuals who can help you with that process. Oh, yeah. One thing real quick, too. I right? remember um, another part of the segment there when I was talking about uh, sharing your information or your, sorry, or your ideas with people. Um, it's like you could tell somebody that you make juice. I'm using as an example. You make juice. But if you know that in your juice you put in like special bitters and the sugar that you use is some sugar that, you know, that coming from Kuva or something like that. Like those things that make it specific to your juice, don't tell anybody that. Don't give anybody a secret source. Never give anyone a secret source. You know, and that is what they will then separate you from anyone else. So if somebody wants a copy and go ahead and make juice you're making, fine. But their juice will never be your juice. You know, I just wanted to... Make sure and get out of there. And so folks come and tell me again, they're not talking all kind of craziness. Yeah, so 2015, let's fast forward now. And I am going through the process where I'm I'm dealing with the disappointment, if you want to call it that, of the idea. And at the same time, just thinking, okay, you know, like life is going on, time is running out, you're missing out on all these opportunities. Uh, what are you going to do? And I'm doing, again, self-assessment and, and always looking at, okay, where do I, what, where can I find the tools I need to, you know, be better at this? Because I really want to give it a shot and, you know, and, and really and try. And if it goes and it fails, it 
it's part of it. But I'm in the sector. When I say I'm in the sector, I'm on the government side, the policy side, and I'm seeing where there are opportunities. You know, even in the face of failure or bankruptcy or whatever could happen negatively in our business, because in the real world, stuff happens. And I identified an opportunity. I'm like, okay, well, maybe let me go to school and, and learn to do this on a, on, a, on an academic level. So I went, and this would have been in 2018. No, not 2018, I'm talking about. So 2015, yeah. So I looked at... Uh, MBA program in entrepreneurship and innovation, and one of these tissue level, this uh, not distance learning, but one of these uh, schools here that partner with a university in London, not London, in England, England, England. Um, so they sort of been with Sam's, and I went and I did that program with them. And the crazy thing about the program is it was a good program to the point where I met a lot of good people. Um, I was able to get the degree partly because you know in Trinidad, if you don't have any paper, people watch you funny. What you gonna do? You don't have an MBA. Everybody have a bachelor's. Blah 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 blah. But the craziest or funniest thing about the program that I did was that because of this manager I got, I told you guys about when I started at the ministry, Mr. Gordon, in uh, 2010. I'm sitting on there in this room, and almost every class that I do from organizational transformation to the marketing stuff. I'm just like nodding my head like, okay, yeah, I get that. This other part, yeah, I get that. And it's because I think before I got the actual degree, I, I got a degree in entrepreneurship from him. So I know it sounds crazy, but he explained everything because we came from a point where when we came up with the policies or ideas that we were looking at to provide support to micro and small enterprises, he really, we really looked at what they needed and it helped to drive a lot of 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 the ideas or recommendations or policies etc you know which is what consultations and everything should do but i was i was really able to see it and i was able to put it to the test because i i saw and i learned those things on on then on the theoretical side in university and i was like wow okay so this is really making sense now too and then the flip side of this, though, is that you know, what I am also saying, I don't think a degree is needed for you to go into business. Yeah, yeah. So me, the guy with the, with the MBA in entrepreneurship and innovation is saying you don't need an MBA to be successful in business. Yes, that is true. It sounds crazy, but it it's it's true. I mean, there's some things I think you, you will need. Uh, there's some areas where you learn it faster than others, but honestly, online, you just go online, and you surround yourself for the individuals who know uh, you have a mindset or disposition of learning, and uh, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You don't. You don't need this. You don't need this stuff. So, um, I know we've been talking for a while, and I haven't even gotten into that area yet. But definitely, that was a nice kind of up and down of me to get to the stage where I'm at, and all of the stepping stones, even if you want to call them failures where I would have identified at least some entrepreneurial aspects in my life up until uh, that point, which is like, say, like 2018. I think definitely next episode, I'll then talk about, okay, so how I actually got to this point now of um, this idea that I'm working on is definitely going to be launched. Not launched. It has been launched, but definitely it's going to uh, change the world. Uh, change the world. Okay, easy. Uh, definitely change Trinidad Tobago, definitely change the Caribbean. Uh, that's Parky Tech. 
and I will let you guys know literally how I stumbled across this idea in the uh, next episode. So before I go, I just want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you for spending some time with me and giving me the opportunity to to talk. Like I said before, it's it's therapeutic. It it helps me. Um, you know, sometimes if you really want reassurance in what in what you're doing, for me, my my energy or my fuel is 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 really talking with like minds, or either more successful people than me or as successful with many videos who may be struggling the way I am, just to really kind of share and bounce ideas off of each other and be like, you know, I'm going to go through this too. I went through this already. And that really helps me. Also, I love, you know, I love to see others succeed. That motivates me. So if I'm able to get a chance to talk with some people who, are, who I'm seeing doing really well now, I'm going to name drop a bunch of people and stuff like that. But definitely if you see um, this young lady, you know, who's doing the business at Carnival, uh, Carla Paris, I just like see this thing and amazing, like wow, this is, is great. And you know, be able to kind of talk with people like her or Kieran Rose and you know, bounce ideas over folks. I think it's it's really good at you know Tiba board, all these other other individuals. So I think are really, really talented in what they do. Um they continue to motivate me. Uh definitely get them on the show sometime in the future. So you know, you can definitely understand why I'm so, you know, in amazement with what they do and how how they inspire me. But like I said, we'll definitely have a lot of time to for me to share that with you. Uh, if you liked this uh, podcast, feel free you know to drop a like, uh, subscribe so you could get notifications when you get the next one. I'm gonna start really small this time as opposed to I did in season one. So I think for now, all of the episodes will be done exclusively on Anchor until I really kind of spread my wings to have it on other platforms. I am also going to uh, to definitely do the visuals so you'll be able to see me and, you know, just kind of see around on YouTube as well. I'll come in whenever that comes. All right. But, yeah, I've been talking long. I think it's, you know, you know, maybe if, even if you guys thought, you know, I could go longer, let me know if you thought it was too long, too short. Anything. Feedback is positive. And like I said, too, what I realized, too, is that... Um, this is global and folks on like all over the world, people who you know, countries where their first language isn't even English listening to this. So I want to thank you for, for spreading this, you know, this labor of love that I have and uh, catch you all next time. Peace.